Welcome back to yet another one of Chiromo Hospital Group's Wednesday live conversations right here on Twitter today, or if you would prefer X. Um, and we're here to have an interesting conversation today following up the chat we had on Monday on problem solving. And this is another one of our V2 Ground series where we'll be having a raw, candid conversation around problem solving. Well, I have a panel with me today. We have Magdalene, who has already joined. We also have Vincent Odongo, who has also joined. Welcome so much. Um, for those who are listening to this conversation through Twitter or X, uh, feel most welcome. For those who will be listening to this recording through our podcast that's on PodMind, um, either on Spotify or Apple Music, please feel free to engage with us on our social media platforms if, if you have any questions to um, what might come up from this conversation. Our Vituqua Ground series plans to create conversations that are as of things um, as they're happening on our day-to-day -day basis, not from a theoretical perspective, but how are things on the ground? hence the title. And this is part of our Tufunguke um, initiative. Tufunguke Swahili for Let Us Open Up. And this is an initiative that you're running to create safe spaces for mental health conversations, to normalize uh, and to destigmatize matters mental health. So once again, welcome everyone who's listening to this conversation. Let me start by introducing those who are with me here today. I will be your host, Penda Ochola. I am a hospital psychologist at Chiromo Hospital Group. Let me start by introducing Magdalene as we wait for Vincent to join us as a part of the speakers. So Magdalene, how are you doing today? Hi, Pendo. I am doing well. I am very happy and yeah, just looking forward to the conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, I am a clinical psychologist based in Chiromo Hospital Group, and I have over three years of experience as a clinical psychologist helping people to navigate different mental health issues or mental illnesses that they are experiencing. And that is mostly my forte, just being able to help people get from one point to a different point. And I'm really happy to be part of this panel. Thank you so much, Magdalene. Before the rest of the panel joins us, um, please allow for this to be a back-to-back -back conversation with you. Uh, I'd like to hear your insights, and we're really glad to have you here again. Uh, you've been quite of great insight through several conversations, and we appreciate you for that. Let's start with... Um, if there's someone listening to this conversation and this is the first time they're listening to problem solving, what would you describe? What would you tell them about what problem solving is? Um, I'd, I'd explain problem solving as a critical thinking process where a person is able to look through at a particular challenge or a problem and trying to figure out what are the best strategies to overcome that particular problem or that particular challenge. So it involves like several things like brainstorming or trying to look at different alternatives. So basically it's, um, yeah, 
you know, like how in math you asked what is two plus two, yeah, and you try to solve it, and it becomes like a four, for example. So even mm-hmm. in life generally, trying to figure out um, ways or even skills to be able to navigate through different problems and just finding a uh, a good solution for for yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, um. So as 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 you're also feeding you, let me throw you under the bus. When was the earliest, what's the earliest memory you have of problem solving in your life? Um, The earliest memory you have where you feel like you really, you know, pulled your problem solving um, strategies and they worked for you. Uh, Okay, the earliest, I wouldn't say it worked, but as a kid, I remember uh, my brother was... Um, flying out of the country and um, he he was also not quite sure about him flying out of the country and then um, I when we were taking him to the airport he there was was rain at that particular time I mean it was a very heavy storm at that time and for me, because I didn't want to lose my brothers, like, you see, this this is our problem. The problem is that you do not want to go. And also the weather agrees with us that you should not go. So it means you should also not go. That's the end of the story. But, you know, it didn't happen that way. So he eventually went and left. So it was about me trying to, trying to look um, into the environment into and into the world. What are some of the signals that I'm receiving from the world that could help me sort this particular situation? Because if, uh, if the storm is bad, if the weather is bad, then how can you be able to fly out? But, you know, I didn't know that planes could fly high above the clouds and everything. So it didn't really help me out. But um, it was one mm-hmm. of my steps towards um, yeah, problem solving. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how old you are? I think I was five years old or six, between five and six. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Thank you for that. I'm. I'm asking this because uh, a lot of times we view some of these topics, some of these conversations, as matters for adults, but um, we actually might be problem solving from a very young age, uh, and this conversation would be building insight in that way. I think my earliest recollection of um, a moment when I problem solved. I was, we were, we were, there's a program that was running somewhere and I think we were more students. I think I was around perhaps 11, 11, 12. Um, and we were more students than they had expected we would be. So we were seated in some desks in a, in a class and we had to be, we had to sit uh, more people than the desk would comfortably host. Um, mm-hmm. And it was so com- uncomfortable. And I don't know what came to my mind, but I remember um, during break time uh, for, for that particular program, going to, there was a place where there was a lot of um, scrap wood uh, from, from some other broken desks. And I remember picking two planks of wood uh, and then I went, I pushed my desk, the, the desk that we were on, a bit far, far from the wall. And I balanced the planks of wood between the wall and the desk <laughs> that you were assigned uh, and had created my own like, like extension of, of the desk. And I remember one of the program coordinators came in and saw that and they were very, um, you know, one of those situations where you're not sure if it is right to do or not um, but let it slide 
Um, you know, but uh, looking at that situation, we ended up having the most comfortable seating <laughs> arrangements. Um, yeah, I think that's the earliest memory I have. And that's uh, that's around 11, 12 years old. So, um, and I think that has carried on through life. Um, well, that's problem solving for you. And that's us breaking the ice for this conversation. Um, Vincent, we are waiting for you to join us as a panel. We'd also like to hear about your experience um, and engage with us through the tweet area. Tweet about this conversation, tweet about your experience, your questions, and we'll make sure to respond to them. Um, Magdalene, if I'm coming back to you um, on matters problem solving and the problem solving skills, um, with relation to now coming all the way back into adulthood, where we are probably subject to more stresses as compared to our earlier years. Um, how do you feel problem solving contributes to effective stress management and uh, building resilience through difficult times? Over to um, you, Linda. Thank you. So problem solving skills, they tend to really play a crucial role in effective stress management and resilience, especially during difficult times. And this is because when we are like facing any sort of challenges, you can be able to, first of all, number one, identify what the problem is. And then from there, you're able to sort of generate different solutions at that particular time. So different alternatives is like having, you know, different methods of doing it and then being able to figure out which of the alternatives is going to be the better or the best strategy for me to be able to effectively manage that particular situation and then deciding on that particular thing. So if, um, for example, you're feeling really overwhelmed um, at the place of, say, maybe if it's a social gathering, you may be feeling overly um, overwhelmed because of having social anxiety. You may try to look at that problem as something that can be solved by being able to ask yourself, what exactly is the problem with me um, being in social gatherings? Um, is it my mindset at that time? Is it fear? Um, what are some of the things that I could do in order to manage this particular social anxiety? Maybe I could decide to just spend more time with um, with a person in that particular event that I'm more comfortable with and just having very, you know, small conversations. And then now being able to slowly also gradually expose myself to, um, yeah, to bigger crowds, um, yeah, with time. So this can definitely help with a person to learn how to manage the different stresses because they all come from, um you know, sometimes our inability to solve some particular problems. So if we are able to, like, incorporate problem solving, it can really help to greatly reduce the stresses that we face in the different um, spheres of our lives because we'd be looking at it from a very objective point of view and not running away from things, but being able to just head on, um, head on, try and solve some of those issues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much um, um, for that, Magdalene. As you look at things as they are on the ground and, and from your experience also um, practicing, how practical is it that um, we find ways to navigate most of the 
or rather a good percentage of the mental health challenges we feel. And I'm putting it under that umbrella um, to accommodate, like as you said, uh, social anxiety, um, to accommodate um, different challenges that one would face on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis, procrastination, not particularly as a, um, a mental health challenge, but as a symptom maybe. How practical is it to find ways to, you know, problem solve and find ways to navigate some of these mental health challenges? Pardon, please come again. Yes, um, I'll say uh, looking at V2 qua ground, things as they are on the ground, how practical is it to find ways to navigate some of the mental health challenges that we face or the symptoms of, for example, social anxiety, uh, procrastination, maybe challenged motivation. How, how practical is it to find ways to, to navigate some of these um, um, challenges? Oh, yeah, now, now I get you. Um, mm -hmm. it's, I would say right now in this age and time, it's much easier to be able to solve some certain issues because of our access to the internet. So if it's uh, maybe, for example, issues with procrastination and you're really struggling with it, you could be able to even look it up. How am I able to solve the issue of procrastination? Even, you know, using the internet, you could go on YouTube or um, Instagram or follow any for who might be able to help you get out of the procrastinating behavior or even being able to talk to some of your friends about the issue and trying to get insights from them as well as visiting a therapist who could be able to help you navigate through maybe some of the other underlying subconscious issues that could be leading you towards procrastinating. Maybe it could be excessive fear and anxiety of your failure. You might need to really be with a therapist to guide you through um, to navigate those feelings that you're having to get the source of it and to be able to change some of the thinking patterns that now bring about the anxiety. So I think in today's world, it's, um, it's more practical and more um, um, real or easily accessible for us to solve some of the issues because of, you know, the access to internet, family and friends that we have around and also getting help from professional uh, mental health um, yeah, individuals who can be able to guide us through whichever issues we are going through. Mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah, thank you so much for that. For sure, access to information right now is a lot easier as compared to um, earlier days. And problem solving also includes, um, you know, doing research if, if that's the avenue that is available to you. Thank you so much, Magdalene. Let me take a moment to acknowledge Vincent's presence. Um, how are you, Vincent, today? I'm good, and how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, thank you for joining us uh, for this conversation. Maybe we could start by giving us a brief introduction of who you are, um, you know, what you do, um, yeah, and how you're doing today. Okay, I'm doing good. Okay, just to introduce myself, I'm Vincent Odongo. Uh, currently, I'm a technical trainer, uh, technical trainer at a technical training institute, a vocational. Uh, recently, I was a student, not long ago. Uh, I, I finished my fourth year on March, on May, on May. That's when I finished my fourth year. So I did BSc Agriculture. So 
that is me but currently i'm a technical trainer yeah Wonderful. Um, thank you so much, Vincent, for joining us. We are glad to have you. Uh, and we just started off this conversation around problem solving. What's your take on problem solving and the role it has um, on stress management and building resilience? You can start off with that. Okay. Uh, problem solving, I think it is a key in most of our life. Uh, in most of our study of our lifestyle. So just to begin, like I said that I was just recently a student. So when you are a student, there's normally different kind of problems that one encounters during day-to-day -day activities. So we have got like a, under student environment, we have got the classwork, we have got the project. Like when we were in Fortia, there was a lot of projects to be done assignments to be done, takeaways to be done. At the same time, we have cut and you have to read. So at a point, people develop a lot of mental challenges. So you find that there are some people that don't know how to approach this problem. So that's why we find some, in some point in time, some people took the, take the initiatives of hanging themselves. Some even commit suicide, different type of suicide. Some consume poison just because that they don't know how to overcome the challenges that they have. Maybe, for example, under student environment, you find that somebody was dating uh, a girl or a girl was dating a boy. All of a sudden, he has realized or she has realized that is not the favored one. Now, the, there is a shift. The, 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 equilibrium, the equilibrium has shifted to another side. So you find that uh, at this point, maybe you, you've dedicated your life to this kind of an individual, then all of a sudden things have changed and you've realized it, that. So some people don't know how to control that. So it's fine that they become so stressed up, they can't concentrate in class. So such kind of things are the normal conditions of problems that we encounter maybe at the school level. Then at the technical training level, also I'm encountering the same, same issues. So that's why when I saw this kind of a training, I feel it was very much good for me to join so that we learn different things, we bring out the problems we face on day to day and we find some different solution that if I go back now to class again, I'm able to dispense it to my students, yeah. Wow, um, thank you so much, uh, Vincent, for, for that. And um, what I'm hearing is, problem solving, um, sort of integrating with coping uh, mechanisms as knowing how to cope through different situations that you go through uh, in life um, in a way that helps us to alleviate some of the uh, stresses that you're having. Thank you so much for that. Um, and while you're, while you're talking about the different experiences in life where one would perhaps benefit from implementing problem solving, it got me thinking about just simply problem solving. Is it something that is intrinsic? Is it something that you develop? Is it something that you have to be intentional about learning? Um, and, and, and I'm curious to hear about from you. Let me start with, with you, Vincent. Do you feel like it's something that is innate, like it's in us, we were born with that? Do you feel like it's something that we're exposed to? Um, and we we copy 
um, or is it something that we have to be taught and learn? What, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, problem solving, uh, I can begin it this way. I want to use an example that maybe, <laughs> I don't know how you will view it, but it is generally something that is developed. It is instilled. Uh, when we were born, when we were born as kids, they, we normally play. There is a reason why kids normally play together. So that you develop that habit of coping with each other's behavior. So you find that kids that normally don't play with others, they don't know how to manage their temper. They don't know how to come about their problems. So that's why you find that even in junior primary schools, you find kids are meant to play together. Things like football. So when you are playing football, there is always the rule of that game. That even if somebody has, has played rough on you, you are not supposed to fight that person. Rather, there is a way that you are supposed to bring out the issue that has affected both of you. So you'll find that that is already a behavior that you, be, you develop. So somebody who has, like these kids that come from town, you find them that they, do, they, they don't have time to play because always there is that they are confined. Let me use the word confined. They are confined within the house environment. They don't know how to coexist. They don't know how to coexist with other children. So you find this person, even if he grows up, this person don't know how to manage temper. Then there is also something that I noticed that problem solving itself is something that we are, we grow with it. It is something, we are not born with it, but we are, we grow, as we grow, we develop it, depending on the environment that you've grown. There are mm -hmm. kids, let me say that there are some men, let me say there are some men or there are some ladies that they grew in an environment where uh, they, don't, they didn't know that relationship maybe exists, there is a heartbreak. So you find this person when he falls in love, he falls completely in love, completely. It means or entire head in that love. So if this love suddenly comes to an end, this person don't see any solution to that kind of a problem. Different with the people who maybe grown back in the village, they used to see men, they used to see ladies, they don't know, they know very well that at a point somebody will leave you, at a point there is some kind of breakup. So this person grows knowing very well that if you are heartbroken, you just need to forge ahead. Rather than that other person that only knows that everything starts and ends like that. Starts and they don't end. So you find this person don't know, don't have the habit of how to solve a problem. That is one example that I can give. Another example that I can give is that uh, when you are in an environment where you feel, see, maybe as uh, parents, you see, if a parent has, has slid somewhere, you see, they are solving these issues amicably. So even the kids themselves see that even if somebody wrongs me, we need to find a solution to the problem so that this problem cannot arise again. Rather than in an environment where if there is some wrong that has been conducted, you find the father or the mother is fighting the father, or the mother is also, the father is fighting the mother. So this kid develops this habit that if somebody wrongs me, we need to fight. You see this different kind of scenario. So this, this typically shows that it is something that we grow with it. 
we develop it as we grow. Rather, it, we are not born with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you so much, um, um, Vincent, for for that. And as you um, commenting, um, all I could hear is about the different. Um, contexts that we're exposed to and how they help us to um, foster this problem solving. Um, is it, do I call it a, a habit or is it nature um, in us? And I'd like to hear from, from you, Magdalene, as well. What's your, what's your take on that? Is it innate? Is it something that we learn as we carry on with life? Is it something that, you know, one has to go sit down somewhere or research somewhere um, and get insights on? What are your thoughts? Um, I think it's, I think it's more of a mixture of, it being an innate thing and also being a learned process as well as you know growing up where you have to really solve some problems because you have to deal with them they have been presented to you and I think even for kids there's a way that they normally might learn to solve different problems or to solve different issues even though they may not be the best way to do it so they end up still being able to try and express it um yeah, I can, I can remember like an example of when um my little nephew, he was around, I think, four years old or three years old about. And then um I was the one who was taking him out. And then I told him, I don't have, you know, enough money to pay for this, for this thing. And then, um you know, he told me, you know what he told me, you know, we can make money. Mm. If there's no money, we can make the money. There's a tengenezas, what or like, eh, wait, this child can be quite brilliant, but can end up in jail later on. So you can see this child is very, very smart. So they can be mm. able to tell that, you know, this is a problem. You know, there, there's the lack of this thing. So we can be able to create it. We can be able to, I don't know, you know, mix some certain things and come up with our own money if that is the whole problem at the end of the day. So I think it can become both an innate thing that we have but even as we are children or even growing up we might not exactly know how to better or effectively express it or find a very good solution or an alternative for the problem but i also think the more we grow up the more we learn from the adults around us the easier it is for us to be able to solve some problems and that's why we even find children constantly asking the questions why but why is this but why why you know having that curious mind to be able to get to understand um why the world is working this way and for them to be able to learn how to effectively solve some issues as well as also now yeah even as an adult you could be able to also research a lot about the problem in depth um yeah and then be able to now solve it so i, I think it's more of a mixture or a mixture of both yeah um thank you so much for for that and uh, also as uh, you you and uh, uh, Vincent were more or less going around uh, the same thing the different con uh, contexts that you're exposed to and the impact it has on problem solving and um I wanted to bring certain uh, perspectives into these conversations for example the cultural perspective um, because this this uh, falls under the context that we are exposed to, culture or um, just individual experiences. How do cultural uh, and individual uh, perspectives influence our problem solving approaches? Um, 
particularly if you're to narrate down to mental health. How do cultural and individual perspectives influence our problem-solving approaches, particularly when it comes to mental health? Let me start with you, uh, Madeline. Um, thank you, Penno. Um, I'd say, you know, culture is a thing that mostly helps us to see the world in terms of what is normal and what is not normal and how we are going to seek out how to solve the particular issues. So I'd, um, in terms of mental health, culture will definitely affect whether we seek for mental health support or whether we choose not to do so. Say in maybe Western countries, the thought of therapy is a very common thing or, you know, seeking, going to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist is a very common thing. You know, these people can even get therapists for their own pets, yeah? But in Africa, it becomes a bit of a challenge to it because of some mm -hmm. sort of stigma that we have in regards to mental health or even mm -hmm. having, you know, the other traditional forms of healing, maybe to see like a witchcraft um, personnel or any traditional type of healing because you don't really believe that it's a, uh, it's 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 um it's a it's a health issue, but we believe maybe it's probably a spiritual type of thing. So if you're coming from such kind of a background, or even say for example you're a pastor's kid and you've grown up um, being a pastor's child, and they believe about um your healing only from coming from God, and you know sickness is just from the you know from evil, you might automatically also believe maybe I'm feeling depressed and lonely. Um, I could be maybe possessed by, by a demon or there's something spiritual that is happening. So I'd, you know, want to go to a pastor to go and pray for me and hope that that issue is going mm -hmm. to end. So I really believe that culture, where we come from and our beliefs or sets of norms that we have will greatly determine whether we're going to seek for mental health um, yeah, assistance or it's going to help us to make awareness about mental health assistance and how is it going to be for us to um accept the help that we need or actually go to seek out the help there um yeah it might really foster some yeah whether we seek for help help or not yeah mm -hmm. oh um thank you so much uh, magdalene for that and um let me start by also acknowledging uh, the presence of another one of our panelists uh kim thank you for joining us um, and we had already kicked this conversation off around understanding, um, problem solving, and now we were at looking at how cultural and individual perspectives influence problem solving. Let me give you a chance to say hi to the audience first. Uh, tell us about who you are, what you do, and then uh, we'd like to hear your take on, on this, hoping that we've not really thrown you into the deep end. Over to you, Kim. <coughs> Hi, I hope all you guys are good. Polesana um, kutokea a little bit late. I had a different commitment, but I'm here right now. Um, simply put, um, I just like to describe myself as an agent of self-love. Everything that I do is basically surrounding the idea of self-love because I believe that life life is 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 just about self-expression, how we dress up, how we talk, how we walk, how we do everything is just an idea of self-expression. And as an idea of self-expression for us to be able to best express ourselves, we must understand ourselves. And most of all, we must be able to love the person that we are. So I just call myself an agent of self-love. 
And when we, when now diving into the question that you just asked about culture and individual perspectives, um, so like for example, for me, um, the past like three years, um, I'd been going through some really bad anxiety and depression and basically suicidal ideation. And it, it was like last year, what what did you achieve last year nilifika this year because i basically couldn't see myself getting to this year but for me that was a very big achievement and the main thing that helped me go above all many all these challenges that i was going through for me is that idea of self love and culturally within our society um very very many young people don't even understand the concept of self-love and it's very directly linked to our state of mind our health men in terms of our mental health because mm -hmm. for example you you might be going through that depression and when you're going through depression culturally you're taught that to be productive is to be a worthwhile human being in the society. And when you're going through depression, it's quite difficult for you to be as productive as, say, when you're not going through the same depression. And at this point, the conversations that you have with yourself are very integral to whether or not you're going to either seek help for that depression or whether or not you're going to actually just help yourself find a safe space to be able to, to like sit with that whole experience of depression and anxiety to want to get to an, a deeper understanding of what are your triggers what are your causes um why do you feel the way you feel and is there anything that you can do about it or is there anyone that you you need to talk to or connect with and this lack, this lack of self-love knowledge is really, is really detrimental to our mental health and our physical health, generally our health in, 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 in totality. And so for me, I'd say I wouldn't go so much towards the direction of culture as, uh, as the institutionalized expression of, of a society, but I'd go in culture as your own experience within that institutionalized society. Like if, if you don't value yourself, it's going to be difficult for you to take care of yourself. It's going to be difficult for you to find any meaning or any purpose within your life especially if you tie your value to things that are easily taken away or things that are very ephemeral, things that are, I don't know, yeah, things that are vain. Yeah? So mm -hmm. I'd say, yes, culture plays a very, very big role in relation to in relation to whether in, in relation to how we approach our mental health situation. But mm -hmm. Right now, as a, as a grown-up, it's important to separate yourself from what the society thinks and individually 
decide what what life means to you or what 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 living a good life means to you and that becomes your own kind of culture that determines how you approach yourself and challenges like mental health mm -hmm. yeah. right um thank you so much for that and, and from from what i'm hearing is that this culture could also be um something that we strive to uh, establish like we can establish our own uh, culture of how we approach the different experiences that we go through i hope i got you right um thank you so much kim for that um vincent um while you're here and uh, and you're on the same um question about the impact of cultural and individual perspectives on problem solving approaches what are your thoughts on that Vincent, over to you. Okay. So okay. Oh, thank, you, thank you. Thank you. I was held up some somehow. Okay. Um, you ask about culture, and to address culture, first of all, let me just say, uh, normally for us men, we find it so hard to share the maybe the problem that we have because when you share your problem, they society consider you as a weak person. So you find that mm. normally, normally they go head on, let me use the language head on to solving their mm -hmm. problem rather than, uh, rather than saying what they feel like. That's why you need to go to most of the hospitals. It is a very rare case to find uh, just a man who has just come for a mental, for a, for a, a health check. Normally, you'll find women are the ones who are coming for a health check regularly. But for men, they will just stay or more of the condition as worsened is when now they go to hospital. So the society perceive men that men that are always to say their problem are weak compared to those mm -hmm. who persevere the challenge. So in terms of mental health, you'll find that let's take for example during the COVID-19 during lockdown we people make mm -hmm. the people that suffered much were men as compared to maybe your mm -hmm. job is not there maybe you're working in a, let's say like a you are in a in an industry that is much exposed now the government has put restriction that people you are now supposed to remain indoor. You don't have anything to eat, you don't have anything. You find that most men don't know how to manage this challenge. So you find them that there were some that were committing suicide. Uh, there was, uh, uh, there was uh, this issue of gender-based violence was so predominant. So this always arises because for men, they don't know how to control their emotions. So that's why you find that the society normally believes that men that normally say their problem are not strong. So you find that men con are converging kind of that. Unless this kind of narrative, a new approach that everyone is equal, that's when now the solution will come out. But when it is not given that kind of an approach, 
we find out that men are still suffering on daily to day because they don't know they don't have anyone to say their problem to. yeah <laughs> thank you so much for um for that vincent and for bringing up that aspect um on on men's approach when it comes to help seeking which is also um feeding into problem solving an interesting fact that's there is um that more women attempt suicide but more men die by suicide um and this is because of the culture that is there around men um being perceived as weak for seeking help um and and the and the statistic is is supported by uh, the fact that when men attempt suicide they seem to go for more um total means more final means as compared to um, women and it's still perpetuated by the culture um, that men look weak when they seek help um, and thank you so much for um, highlighting that bit as we are um, coming uh, towards concluding um, this session I'd like to hear from the panelists that are here with us today um, about some few problem solving techniques that you know of some few problem solving techniques you'd like to share with our audience that you can incorporate in our day-to-day -day lives to improve our mental health we're having a, a, a focus on mental health today uh, problem solving with regards to uh, mental health what are some of the innovative approaches to problem solving for our emotional well-being let me start with um let me start with you kim and then we'll go to vincent and then finally to magdalene over to you kim um i don't know if what i'm going to share is innovative but again i'll just go back to the concept of self-love i think mm -hmm. To be able to solve any problem, you must be at a place where, where you are good with yourself because solving problem means you must understand the root of the problem and then you must creatively think about solutions. But when you're not okay within yourself, you can't even find the time to sit by yourself to even understand what the problem is, let alone come up with a solution. So for me, I think it's important for any young person or any individual to know, define what does self-love mean for you and practice something that in, in, improves your relationship with yourself every day. For me, I meditate in the morning and with this meditation, sometimes it can be just a meditation of affirmation where I affirm myself, I tell myself, I, you're smart, you're intelligent, you've got this anything that I feel is going to empower me as I go through my day. Again, it's me working out. I work out because I love my body and I want to have a very good relationship with my body. I, I read books that I enjoy to be able to connect with myself as I connect with the book. And just basically, I never, I never say a negative thing about myself. If I am about to say something negative about myself, I'd rather remain quiet and just forget about that whole statement because I am the most important relationship that I have. Nikienda kulala, ata kama niko na girlfriend na melala na mimi kwa hiyo kitanda, hajui experience yangu ya life venye mi najua experience yangu ya life. 
experience yangu ya life ni very personal and because my relationship with myself is the closest relationship i have it's something that i work on every day and i make sure that i do something every day to show myself that i love myself and to deepen my relationship with myself and make it better so that even if i find a challenge like let's say overwhelm when i'm overwhelmed with, with, with a situation in my life i can create a safe space for myself to actually allow myself to feel overwhelmed and not try to immediately solve the problem and move away from the overwhelm but to agree accept i am overwhelmed i feel overwhelmed and it's okay for me to feel overwhelmed right now i don't know how i'm going to get out of this but this is how i'm feeling so i acknowledge the feelings i sit with them i accept them and the more i sit with these feelings the more i am comfortable with these feelings i think of feelings as messengers this feeling is carrying a certain message and if you listen to this feeling without trying to suppress it or trying to move past it the the message comes clear and it becomes maybe you're not prioritizing the most important thing and when you start prioritizing the most important thing you you discover that you've solved the problem of overwhelm so i'd say for me it's just every day ensure that you're doing something to improve your relationship with yourself find new ways to love yourself every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh um thank you so much for that and uh, and as you're speaking you know you ask start wondering whether uh, it's innovative well um from what i hear it's 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 working and uh positively it has a positive impact in that you know what you say to yourself in, in positive self talk these are things that are not given enough um time and attention but they go a long way even telling yourself you know you can do this um so even when you're going through something a tough experience when you encounter a challenge and what you're telling yourself is you can do this it even gives you the um motivation to um think outside the box be creative and and try to solve that situation at that point thank you so much um kim for that let me also welcome um vincent to add on to that do you have any problem solving skills that you would like to share to us that would help um when tackling um challenges regarding mental health okay uh normally uh how i do solve my problem is that first you you have to establish the origin of the problem because you can't just solve something that you don't know its origin so first of all you have to have that ability of detecting where your problem arises from for example let's say like uh, mm, let me just use a very typical one maybe mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's use like during the the, the, the case of the, maybe the covid 19 now so you find that maybe you are working maybe i was working uh, then suddenly the job comes to an end now you have now to maybe there is a fund that you are capital that you are receiving from that work now that money is not there so you find that you've developed that kind of a, of a hinge or maybe i had a girlfriend they say like then suddenly broke up because normally that is where the problem arises from so from this now you've been left imagine you are parameter you had somebody then all of a sudden this person is no longer there then there follows something that normally happens here by maybe 
after the end of it, now things become so sour between both of you. Now there is a kind of hurling, all kind of unprinted words. So you find that you develop this kind of, uh, you hate yourself. So for me, what I normally do, I normally take, you must first, I first of all, identify where the problem arises from. So after I've developed where the problem arises from, like if, uh, let's say like we broke up, now I first identify, is it me who cause it or is it her who cause it? So after I've established that, maybe it is me who caused it. Now I take proportion. What did I do wrong so that this thing happened? So that next time, if things goes just like, if it remains just like that, if next time I had the opportunity, now I know how to handle that kind of situation. Normally, what normally brings the problem is anger. Unless you know how to manage anger, that is when now you can easily solve the problem. But for people who normally have the ability to control their anger, now they they kind of they don't they develop this problem we are discussing about the mental health. Because once you anger has carried you over, you will not have the the, that ability to pull, pull down so that you establish where you went wrong. So for me, I normally have that ability. Maybe I can get angry very fast, but at a point I develop a voice of reason. So once you develop the voice of reason, you find that, that you can solve now your issues. So it is a, a matter of developing the voice of reason. So if you can develop that way, so you learn that automatically you will have a solution to the whatever problem that you are encounter yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wow um thank you so much for um for that vincent yours developing a voice of reason is um a problem solving skill that has helped you to navigate different experiences um that contribute to um, mental health and mental wellness thank you so much uh, vincent for that let me also um finally uh hand it over to Magdalene. What are your thoughts on, or rather, do you have some few um, problem-solving strategies, techniques, tips that you've had that would help to um, support mental health, mental wellness? Over to you, Magdalene. Thank you, Fendo. Um, in terms of, I don't know if I should say it's innovative or creative, but I would mostly try to encourage people to try things like journaling because journaling mostly helps people to explore their emotions and also their thoughts in particular instances and help them to really navigate through why am I feeling this way, what contributed to it, what is it that I would like to have and it eventually helps us to solve um, particular problems that we are having. I'd also encourage people to maybe try some artistic creativity it could be maybe coloring or painting or drawing because it's been proven that that whole back and forth um, of you know the coloring process really helps to reduce symptoms of anxiety that a person is facing or even helps to reduce symptoms of depression at that particular point so engaging in these creative activities can really help you to um 
improve on your mental health as well as mostly talking to a professional psychologist who can help you and guide you through the different the different situations that are there and just being basically being able to look at whichever problem that you're having from a very at times sort of a logical point of view say for example um i am having issues with um finances finances for me is a trigger yeah so what are some of the things that i could do in order for me to solve this issue of finances maybe should i get an extra job should i be should i take a loan should i ask a friend to help me out should i reduce on my expenditures that i'm having should i you know ask from someone else so it just helps us to become more creative in regards to the problem by looking at it from a logical point of view that you know this is a problem and there's definitely a, a solution to it or even a means to cope with the solution if it cannot be solved at that time so i'd really encourage people to try yeah the the innovative things that have been mentioned as well as what kim had also mentioned earlier on the meditation and learning to love yourself through whichever situation that you are going through and keeping a positive positive outlook or positive mindset um, in regards to the challenge that you are facing, knowing that in every point of life, there's always going to be a problem. And in every stage of life, there's always going to be stress. You can never fully eradicate stress, but it's for us to learn how do I cope with stresses whenever they start coming. And that this is where now problem solving also comes in to help us to deal with the different issues that are there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Magdalene. And there you go. Um, Dear listeners, for today, um, we had an interesting session on what problem solving is. Um, and for those who joined us a bit later into the conversation, please feel free to go uh, listen to the recording of um, this conversation on our podcast, Podbind, which will be um, updated shortly after this. You can access it from Spotify, from Twitter, uh, sorry, from Apple Music, um, very interesting insights shared beforehand, including at what point uh, in life do you even start the process of problem solving? Uh, and even as you're ending this conversation, maybe I could leave it as a, you know, a food for thought. Do you, what's the earliest memory of problem solving in your life? Uh, and maybe that could share insight on some things that you, about yourself that you haven't even given enough attention. Um, or appreciation. So thank you so much to the panel that has been with us in this conversation. I see some repeat listeners also with us here. Um, Stuart Ray, thank you so much. We see, I see Tekla, I see Mind Transformation, um, Winfrey, Karibuni, Sana, and thank you so much for um, listening to this conversation. And we look forward to engaging you um, in other conversations in the future. Um, this brings us to the end of this session today. Feel free to ask any questions uh, if you have on our Twitter, if you're listening to this conversation um, live, or Twitter, or if you prefer X. And if you're listening to this conversation through our podcast, feel free to engage with us through our social media platforms. We are active right here on um, X. We are active on Instagram, on um, threads. We are active on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. Feel free to engage with us through all of these different platforms, including TikTok. So thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. And um, I'm wishing you all a beautiful rest of the day. If it's morning from where you are, evening, afternoon, thank you and wishing you a good rest of the day.
Thank you, Penda, for having us. Good thank vibes. you. Thank you so much, Manda. Good vibes. Thank you, Kim, for that.